This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, we are back after a two-week hiatus. On today's show, we're going to dive into some of the hottest teams in W as of right now. We'll do some playoff previews for the six teams that have clinched their spot and who could possibly make those last two spots and squeeze in. We're getting into it all here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your co-host, Karina Mustafa. I write all things New York Liberty and Phoenix Mercury over at Venus Sports. I am joined by my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. Bradshaw does several things in the world of basketball. He was on TV last night, but please (laughs) tell new listeners what you do. Uh, I am a story editor at TSN here in Toronto. I am the co-site expert of Behind the Buck Pass. Uh, I am a, a writer and editor over at um, RaptorsInsider.ca, and I co-host this podcast with Karina. Yes, so we're very happy to be back after two yes. weeks. I know you all missed us very, very much. <laughs> um, before we begin, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Women's Basketball wherever you listen to podcasts. Every follow, every subscription helps us continue to put out daily content. All right, let's get into it. We'll get into some of the hottest teams in W right now. We'll start with the team that has the highest winning streak right now, the Connecticut Sun. They have a nine game winning streak. So I don't even remember the last time that they lost. <laughs> um, but Bradshaw, what are your thoughts on this team right now? So I, I went, I wanted to look back at some of the games that they, you know, during the winning streak. And I went, I was like, okay, so the, one of the losses was technically they lost in the commissioner's cup, which they don't count towards the losing streak. That's or the, the game. That's fine. So they have won 13 of their last 14 games in that time. They have a net rating of plus 14.2. They have been absolutely incredible and i i don't quite know how to like wrap my mind around it like we all knew the sun were really good but i think you and i underestimated them a little bit because we always talk about okay the sky are going to come up and they're going to be one of the best teams in the east and they're a team to watch out for in the east and like they're you know candace parker and diamond to shield courtney vandersloot they have so many great players we forgot to take in how damn good the connecticut sun are and they're they're they might be the favorites right i mean they're peaking maybe they're peaking too early but like they're peaking for me at the right time um i don't know i I, this team is absolutely incredible they are rolling on all cylinders right now yeah um i was reading an article from Haley mcgoldrick over at sportsnet where she wrote about the sun and was saying how they shouldn't be slept on they are wmba title contenders like you said like the last loss really is was the commissioner's cup but we just kind of pretend that didn't happen Um, but they've had some really impressive wins they had a 14 point win over the aces they also beat minnesota washington i mean brie jones is now in contention (laughs) for most improved player they have john guell who's already the clear mvp runaway mvp favorite runaway She's leading the league in, in the most double-doubles right now, which is absolutely insane. Um, but, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on, on Brianna Jones um, and, like, just how she's been playing in the second half of the season. Well, I think that's kind of contributed to, like, her emergence has kind of contributed to this long, like, you know, 13 out of the last 14 games. 
because um, you know they had John Quill Jones. They had like they had like they had their their two star players, but now they have someone to like you know like be a reliable third option. Not that they didn't have anybody before that, but now it's like okay, now there's just another person that can come in and like it's they're so damn good. Like I just I can't like their defense is incredible. Their defensive rating is like 89 over the past like 14 games. Like that is by far the best in that time span. Like it's not even close. Um, they are just just smothering teams with how good their defense is. So I'm I'm very much looking to see how this team does in the playoffs because obviously the old adage defense wins championships. You got to score baskets too, and they are doing that. But they're like I don't know how you're going to score again. How do you hope to score against this team in the playoffs the way they're playing right now? Um, I mean, again, like maybe they're peaking a little too early, but right now they just look look the best team. Yeah, and I think like out of the teams that we're going to talk about that are on win streaks right now, that are impressive win streaks, I think you can argue that they've had a bit of a tough schedule. And mm-hmm. the fact that they're showing out like this, to me, makes it seem like out of the three teams that we're going to talk about now, that they have the most impressive win streak out of all of yeah. them. Um, like I know we're going to talk about the Mercury. Like They've had a bit of an easier schedule, so even though the Mercury are very close behind, I feel like the Sun have just like... It's one of those teams where they're so good, but the focus doesn't seem to be on them. And I feel like that's a good spot for them. I feel like mm-hmm. that's good to not have just like that pressure on you, like the aces or the storm have on them. And uh, and like you said, like before, like they had their two star players. They have uh, Dewana Bonner and uh, John Quell. And now mm-hmm. that they have Bree Jones, who they can just kind of being able to slow down and play through her um, in the paint more often. I'm impressed with this team. They've kind of run away with the East. <laughs> it's uh, It's been very, very fun to watch. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on them? Uh, I mean, just like, I, I, it's funny because we, like, again, we expected the sky to jump up and take a leap and, like, be right there with them. And the sun were just like, no, you know what? No, 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 no. We're, this is our conference. We are going to be the best team in this conference. We're probably, I mean, they're still a game and a half up on the Aces. So, like, they're still, the Aces can still jump up and take the number one seed, but... I mean, right now it's the sun. The sun look like the best team in the league right now, and that's coming from someone who believed the Aces were the best team, best team the entire year. So, I mean, we'll see. But right now, it's hard to it's hard to doubt the sun the way they're playing. They're blazing. Uh, oh speaking boy. of blazing, oh boy, yeah, we're already oh. yeah. We're, we're, did you oh, miss wow. the puns after two weeks? Of uh, course. Speaking of blazing, another team, the Phoenix Mercury, they are on a an eight game winning streak. Um, I have been watching them a lot closely this week. I published an article over at Venus if you want to check that out. Um, but just Brittany Griner, my God, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on her. I like, I just love her so much. I want her on my team. She's an absolute monster when she's healthy. Uh, when she went down in that game against New York, that was a bit scary. But um, they're just so much better with her. Um, I know they did take care of that game, you know. New York is another issue. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm already slandering myself. I'm getting ahead of the curve here. But uh, honestly, I've also been really impressed with Skylar. I think that she's been absolutely a lot more consistent, which I feel like that was something they struggled with in the first half of the season. And, you know, with Kia Nurse being able to have a couple of solid games, uh, that's, that's given Skylar a lot of room to just be a point guard you know just like get a little bit of that pressure off of her she's passing a lot more which is really nice to see even though she's still scoring 
Like she's putting yeah. up amazing numbers, but like her passing to me has been something that's been really interesting to watch. Um, what are your thoughts on this team right now? So I, again, I went to look at like since her winning streak chart, I wanted to see just like their overall numbers, and I mean, <laughs> a plus nineteen point four net rating is pretty <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Um, but then I went, I was like, okay, so how are they like? How are they this good? And I think you touched on it a little bit. We talked about the uh, we talked about the Suns winning streak. The Mercury have just been beating up on some pretty bad teams. <laughs> like they beat the Dream twice. They beat the Fever twice. No offense, they beat the Liberty twice. Uh, they be, I mean they beat the Sky by twenty, which is still like that's a, that's a really good that's win. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like that's probably the best. That's not even not even close. Their best win like of that winning streak. But and then right like coming up, they have. The Mercury and then the Fever again. Like they're just gonna get. I think they can go on an eleven-game winning streak if they really want to, and then they play the Sun, which I think will be like the marquee matchup. I think everyone will want to see that. But I mean, you can, you still can't take away from what they're doing. You have to beat the teams to you know have this winning streak. Like, I mean, the Wings couldn't beat the Dream last night, so I'm not one to talk about be, like you know <laughs> beating up on the Atlanta Dream. So I mean, they they're really good, and I think we talked about. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, just that like. They were a team that we almost talked about like they were in trouble almost like they were kind of stuck in the mud a little bit but you know diana tarasi came back everyone kind of got healthy after the break and everyone's kind of rested a little bit even though diana was over um with the olympic team and Brittany grinder was over the olympic team as well uh but still like this team is ridiculous and like they're showing why everyone was kind of high on them coming into the season this is what everyone wanted to see from the phoenix mercury again even though there have been some bad teams these are the games you need to win to kind of, you know, get into better playoff position, get your confidence up going into the playoffs and even just going up against, you got a three game stretch to end the season of sun storm aces. So that's kind of like your playoff test after you got to have a little cupcake schedule to end off the season. <laughs> cupcake schedule. I love <laughs> that. No, but yeah, you, you nailed it right on the head. Like they did their job. They clinched their playoff spot. Uh, I don't think anyone can argue against that. I, I think that, like you said, like those last three games of the season will be a good test to their abilities before the playoffs. Um, I think that will be very interesting to see. Uh, also, a small thing, but also not a small thing, Bria Hartley is back uh, mm -hmm. for the first time in like over a year. Um, so that's been another thing, because I know depth has been an issue for this team, so it's, it's nice to see her back. And I'm excited because I wrote about the, the Phoenix Mercury Big Three at the beginning of the season, so it's nice to see it coming into play now. Uh, very exciting to have at least one of my teams doing pretty well. Anyways, next team. <laughs> uh, the last hot team that we're going to talk about right now are the Minnesota Lynx. So they're on a five-game winning streak. I do want to talk about Sylvia Fowles first yes. because yes. I specifically want to talk about that win against the Storm where she yes. had 29 points, 20 rebounds, making history. Hold Absolutely on. insane. Hold on. Just, I know the 20 and 20 is great. Mm -hmm. Four steals and three blocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Can't she's ridiculous. <laughs> she is ridiculous. We have talked about her on the show before. We have talked about her case for Defensive Player of the Year. Bradshaw. Sylvia Fowles enthusiast, please take the floor. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm tired of it. We we talk about how great Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird are playing at their advanced ages, and they are great. They are fantastic. Sylvia Fowles is better than both of them. Not as old yet, but better than both of them. She is the best defensive player in the W. 
Again, I don't, I mean, I was going to say it's not particularly close. That might be too hot of a take. I'll, I'll move back a little bit. <laughs> but at 35, to be the best defensive player in the W is absolutely ridiculous. Like, every night, it seems like I look at her stat, okay, except for Washington. We'll move the Washington stat line out of the way. I mean, she still shot five of six from the field. She still made most of her shots. But every night, I look at her stat line. I'm like, oh, Sylvia Fowles, incredible game yet again, you know, 15 and 17 while she was playing a little banged up too. Like, she's just um, just ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how she is doing it at, at, at 35 years old. Like, she is so damn good. I mean, it, like, like, it seems like with, you know, John Quill Jones is a runaway MVP now. It has to seem like uh, Sylvia Fowles is the runaway defensive player of the year. Like, if, if she is not unanimous defensive player of the year, I would like to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with whoever votes against her. Just, I want to I wanna hear the rationale I want to see them twist themselves into a mental pretzel telling me why <laughs> Sylvia Fowles wasn't the best defensive player in the league this year. Don't give me anything about how, oh, the team defense isn't as good as the Connecticut Sun. Her on her own, keep the links competitive defensively. So I, I love her. I think she is so damn good. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope she gets the recognition she deserves at the end of the season. Yeah, she's just, she's so good. And honestly... <laughs> When I was watching her against the Liberty, that was a pretty miserable time for me because uh, no matter how many defenders she draws, she's just unstoppable. Uh, very hard player to play against. And, you know, she's very important to this Lynx team. And the rest of their schedule is kind of split between easier and tougher matchups. Mm. I'm wondering, kind of as like final thoughts on this team, what is your confidence level for them going into the playoffs? Well, I was already like going into the season pretty high on the links like i already thought i, I really liked their roster i like like the addition of caleb mcbride i thought that was going to be a really good addition and it has proved to be a very good addition for them i'm a little worried that if they have to like take on the sky in the first round which it seems like they probably will have to at this point because i again i'm we were both pretty high on the sky i know they haven't been as good as we thought they were going to be they've been still a little bit up and down but it looks like candace parker is finally getting fully healthy and looks to be normal Candace Parker so that's a little bit of a concern but I mean you're gonna have to play a, a good team regardless unless unless you can get up to number two and kind of knock the aces off number two then you can play whichever two teams decide whichever one of the two teams decides want to make the seven seed and kind of beat up on the wings Liberty or Mystic depending on who decides to show up that week uh so yeah I mean I, I'm super confident in the links but it just depends on like and we will get into like the playoff preview kind of stuff but um, I, I'm just concerned that if they have to play the Sky, that, that'll be a pretty tough matchup for them. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think it's going to be a heck of a playoff series for sure. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm very, very excited. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, I, I think I'm kind of, like, measured in my expectations as of right now. Um, yeah. Especially just because, you know, you do have the teams that are, like, clear contenders right now. So, like, this will make for pretty good early round stuff. But yeah. uh, as for, like, advancing further... We'll, we'll have to see. Um, but, okay. In just a moment, we'll continue with our playoff previews for the other teams. But first, let's hear from our friends over at Sweat Block. Okay. So, guys, there are a few things in life that aren't just uh, that aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, it's the end of summer, although it's been pretty good. Uh, it's been pretty hot still. Uh, you know, you're sweating through your shirts for no reason. It's embarrassing. Nobody likes, nobody likes to talk about it, if, whether you're doing a speech, an interview, first date, 
Uh, I'd much rather not worry about it. That's why I use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. So sweat block is a stronger and more effective um, alternative to most clinical antiperspirants. You simply need to apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. It can work for up to seven days per use, so you can use it once or twice a week. It'll keep you dry the whole time. Um, if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out with Sweatblock. You can get it for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and your, and your local CVS. Once again, promo code locked on. Let them know we sent you. You can get it for 20% off. Karina, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? That's that's a lot of people. That's oh, wow. like 85 out of 100 people lose. That's a little too high for my liking. But is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the experts. They just have all the tools and the time. They have more time to put into it than you and I do. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. I mean, I've played daily fantasy sports before and it was so weird because like i didn't know like how well i was doing at any given moment and then I'm, i see all these other lineups i'm like oh yeah these people have so much more time to put in they're like they focus on this kind of stuff and i'm just like casually trying my best here uh but you are in control stat here was the daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be one-on-one play stat hero now and change the odds go to stathero.com slash locked on sign up for free and right now you can get three times back on your first play they are giving you a 300 percent match that is unheard of go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on all right don't forget to tune in to the locked on women's basketball podcast throughout the week as well as friday conversations with howard Magdal. Okay, let's get into some more playoffs preview. So we've talked about the hottest teams in W right now. They've all clinched their playoff spots. Um, so let's talk about the other three. Uh, we'll start with the Aces because they're in second right now with a 20-8 and eight record. Their record since the break has been more balanced. So they were a lot more dominant in the first half of the season, I think. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, on how they've come out in the second half of the season? I think they're just doing – like I'm not saying that, like, I'm – like not surprised that they have not I wouldn't even say struggled because they've still been really good and they're winning games I'm just not surprised that they're like not beating teams as handily they're just kind of like it's just kind of balancing out a little bit like you said they're still like in my opinion the deepest team they still have the best roster they you know a bit of a question to coach but again you can't question what Bill Embiid's done if they're arguably the best team in the league consistently year in and year out but they have such a deep team. They have two great players on the bench. We talk about Kelsey Plum all the time. We talk about DRK Hamby all the time. I, I, I'm not too concerned about the Aces by any means. I'm more concerned about the other team in the West, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, it, it, to my, in my opinion, the Aces are still, like, right there at the top of the league. I mean, now the Sun are kind of catching up to them. But I think the Aces are still, like, if you put me, if you put a gun to my head and told me to pick one of the two teams between the Aces and the Sun, I would probably take the Aces just because – you have the track record. You have the deeper roster. I trust them more. Um, I, I'm still very confident in the Aces going. To, I, I think they're still going to the final, to be honest with you. 
That's very, that's very interesting. I was going to ask you what you think their biggest obstacle is. And when you said Bill Lambier, I kind of laughed a little. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, just a funny thing. But, but like, like, I no. can't, I can't doubt him too much. Like he has this team like right at the top of the league yet again. They're so damn <laughs> consistent every year this season, even when they're like, oh, they're struggling a little bit. They're still one of the best teams in the, in the league. So I can't complain too much of the job he's done. I just would tweak a couple things but overall they're still i can't they're still one of the best teams yeah we gotta talk a little bit about the three-pointers because i i do want to get your opinion <laughs> on that like just because like, all of their games seems to be in the paint like even the yeah i think it was yesterday when they lost to the sky uh they were down by six and you know uh kelsey plum took two threes i think none of them went in but uh what is your what is your opinion on that on the on the lack of threes from this team? Well, it's funny because like if you look at just purely a percentage, and you obviously need to contextualize that as well. They're shooting thirty seven percent. There's that's the second highest mark of the league, right behind the Storm at thirty seven point four percent. But they take by far the fewest threes at thirteen a game. It's just like, and I know it's awful because Asia Wilson before the season, and like I know a bunch of people complained about this when she was like, I worked on my threes and I'm ready to start taking more. And she took one in like her first game and I was like, oh, here we go. This is what we, Asia Wilson expanded her game. She's about to get even scarier and then nothing. Like it just, it's still just like, he just, he's so old fashioned and like it's working, but it's like you're leaving, you're leaving stuff on the table. It reminds me of like my favorite NBA team where you're like, they could be doing more. There's more they could do offensively. They're leaving some things on the table and like they're getting by on like how great their talent is and how deep their roster is but it's just like you guys could be the best team by like a wide margin if you just started diversifying your offense a little bit more and letting your players shoot a little more from three even if they got to like the skies mark of like 21 threes a night like just taking those like eight extra threes would be so much more beneficial to your team and they're just leaving it on the table. They're like, you know what? No, no, no. We're dominant in the paint. We're going to stick with that. But it just becomes so one-dimensional at a certain point. And I just wonder how that whole... Again, they went to the final last year, but they got killed in the final. I just wonder how that looks when you like get to the final again, if you get there. And it's like, okay, we know they're going to the paint. We got to just stuff the paint and we should be okay. So I'm just... I'm a little worried about... Again, my biggest concern is Bill Lambier and just his <laughs> how stubborn he is. And it's not like they're going to fire him unless they, like, lose in the first round or so. Well, I mean, they're making a buy, but if they lose early, then maybe. But, like, if they go to the final again, even if they get swept, it's like, hey, got to the final two years in a row. Yeah, I think where I'm at is, like, how long until you see it as a problem? Like, how long <laughs> are you going to get by on your talent before you're like, wait, this isn't working? <laughs> um, so I think that, for me, is one of the bigger questions that I have for them right now. But... Mm -hmm. You said you're worried about the other team in the West. Let's talk about them, the Seattle Storm. As of right now, they've got the fourth seed. They're right behind Minnesota. They lost to the Sky twice in a row. Um, I gotta ask you, do they look a little tired to you? I think it's a. I think it's a little bit of being tired. Like I know uh, Kevin Pelton of ESPN wrote an article about the Storm and how much they were struggling. That was a couple a couple days ago. And, you know, one of the factors was how tired they are, obviously. Like, three of their main players were in the Olympics, and so was um, Katie Lou Samuelson. Well, she wasn't in the Olympics, but she dealt with COVID, which also has an effect on you as well. Um, so I think it's partially some of that. 
I, I think that sh I think some of it is just like the natural progression, the natural regression, sorry, of just some of the numbers coming down. Like I think teams shot really well against, sorry, really poorly against them from three. And then they started shooting a bit better for, again from three against them. And it's, it's a small sample size. So you hope that comes back the other way. I'm not too, like, again, I, I'm concerned. I'm more concerned with them than I am about like the aces because they, they've just been worse, but I still like, I still expect a team with their roster to turn it around. I'm just a little worried with what we've seen that like, maybe this lingers a little too long. And I mean, again, they'll be playing, you'll, you'll get the chance to like play the very hot Phoenix Mercury to see how you measure up there. But I'm, I'm just a little concerned that like, maybe they're like, they, they might just be a little too tired and the fatigue might be getting them a little bit too much. So, I mean, uh, what are your thoughts? Are you as concerned as I am? Or are you just like, ah, it's, they'll be fine. I feel like it's one of those things where they could just turn it on at some point and then mm. make us all look really stupid. <laughs> uh, or like, you know how you were talking about before, like with the Connecticut Sun, maybe they're peaking too early now and maybe they kind of drop off a little bit when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, obviously the Storm have so much experience playing together and they have so much experience in the playoffs when I think that's definitely going to be a factor in it. Um, you shouldn't ever count against Brianna Stewart <laughs> because she is just an amazing superhuman who is both a mom right now and still, you know, carrying my fantasy and team. That's, and that's part of it, right? Like, that was part of the fatigue is that, like, she had yeah. to deal with all of that, including becoming a mother. Like, that's so much of a mental strain, right? So I, I, I think that's I think that's definitely part of it, too. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm not too worried. Mm -hmm. Um my boyfriend is like a huge storm fan so <laughs> is you know, he freaking I, out yet is he freaking out yet no i don't think so okay. <laughs> but uh Good. hopefully everything will be okay you know for my sake too <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, but... has less to worry about than you do i will say that okay yeah you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> um okay you know what let's just move on to the last team uh the chicago sky uh they clinched their playoff spot with a win over the aces mm -hmm. they finally did it we've talked a lot about this team this season now that they're finally here what do you make of them I wonder if it's kind of I hope for them it's kind of a thing of like okay we're in we got here we have a bit of a weight off our shoulders now let's just you know get these last few games out of the way get into the playoffs and we can see what happens because we're again one of the more it's hard to say they're more talented than the teams above them because all the teams above them are really talented too they're all like really great teams so there's definitely a clear gap between like once you get from six and then everyone after that you're like okay there's a bit of a gap here between the talent levels but they're they have one of the best players you could again on some nights argue she's still the best player at her age she's still the best player in the w and she's again like i said earlier getting a little bit healthier finally looking like she's back to a regular self and i mean that's a tough matchup for whoever gets them in the playoffs like whoever gets the sky in the first round is going to have a very very tough time because this is a very deep team they have a lot of star talent i i would not be excited to play them if i got a top seed and i was like oh damn it i now i gotta face the chicago sky yeah, for sure. And like really quickly, I do want to mention that Lexi Brown, when she was on the pod a couple of weeks ago, she said that her teammate Clea Copper should be getting more of a spotlight. We should be highlighting her. And well, Copper tied her <laughs> career high um, in their win against the Storm when she put up 26 points. She's also been really consistent for them. So yeah. uh, 
Clea, we are giving you a spotlight <laughs> right now because we just need to appreciate your greatness. Um, and yeah, that, like this team, amazing. Good for them. I'm so glad that they were able to do this. Honestly, if you don't like watching Candace Parker, then I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, every team that Candace is on, she just like elevates their level. Clearly, oh, absolutely. Very, absolutely. very clearly. Um, but yeah, the, the ceiling for the Sky team, I think, is a very, very tough first the, round. The, and then... the, the sky is the limit? Oh, yeah, the sky is the limit. Oh. <laughs> wow, okay. Too many puns on today's How did you pass that one up? Come on. So we, we pass, used it too many you times. Passed up the open, you passed up the open jumper. Come on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts on any of these three teams? Uh, who would you say right now is like a dark horse? So no, don't you can't pick the sun. You can't pick the aces. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't even say you can pick the storm. So out of okay. the remaining teams, who is your dark horse between the Lynx, the Mercury, and the Sky? Who do you have the most confidence in? <sighs> That's a tough question. I'm like kind of grappling between. Okay, I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say the Mercury, just because when all of them are working together, mm -hmm. like they're such a good team. And I and I did want to say the Lynx, but I'm still a little bit hesitant to choose them, even though Sylvia Fowles is literally a god. But um, I, I'm gonna go with the Mercury. I think that like with the squad that they've got, when they're when they're all playing well together, when they're all contributing, I think that they can be a really good like dark horse team um, okay. for the playoffs. And they've got that like they've got that championship experience, you know, mm -hmm. like some of them together. And I feel like that does play a factor. Uh, so yeah. Okay. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be making some predictions on who we think is going to get those final playoff spots. But first, let's hear from our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and waiting while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You'll save time and money. Like, why do you need to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership uh, when you can do when you can go to a family business like Rock Auto? They've been doing it for over 20 years. They have reliably low prices for every single customer. Um, they have everything you could ever need for your car. They have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Uh, you can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to all of your auto part needs. If you go to rockauto.com right now, uh, you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Uh, you'll get 20% off. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Once again, you go write locked on in the how did you hear about us box at rockauto.com. Betting on basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You'll get daily picks, blowout specials, and team favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Okay, Bracha, we have reached the favorite part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the last two playoff spots. In the W, we have two of our teams, Dallas and New York, where they could grab it. 
or sure Washington could. could, or maybe LA if one of either Dallas or New York just completely falls off, which my money is kind of on New York right now because of the way that they're playing. But let's talk about Dallas first. Oh, we're talking about Dallas first. Okay. <laughs> because we'll talk about Dallas first because they sit in seventh right now. They did lose to Atlanta yesterday. Which they sure quite, did. Quite interesting. They've got kind of a tough schedule to close it out, and plus the important decider against New York that we're going to talk about. Do you think they they will make it? I mean, I think they'll kind of fall ass backwards into the playoffs. Like, I don't think <laughs> I'm not confident in how they'll look in the playoffs by any means. Um, I mean, they're so inconsistent. Like, sometimes they look like they can beat any team at any point. They're like, oh, we 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 show up, we're hitting all our shots. Arike's getting downhill. Marina's shooting the lights out. Other nights, they can't grab a single rebound. Every big on the roster is terrible. Marina's not shooting at all. Arike is also not shooting at all. And Alicia Gray is out there just chucking up shots and trying her best on de- being the best defensive player on the team. And she's great. The whole team is like full of like really rock solid players, but they're just all super inconsistent. Like there isn't a player on that team where I'm like this person every uh, except for Arike giving you double digit points. She it might not be the most efficient double digit point total, but <laughs> she'll get there. Um, but other nights, it's just like oh, I really want this. Like they're young, and I get it. But I'm just like you don't they don't need to make the playoffs. But I think just by by sheer force of will and every other team in the league being, well, every other team below them being bad, um, they're going to get there just because no other team can put a few wins together to knock them out of the seventh seed and knock them out of the playoffs. So I think they're not a lock for the seventh seed, but they're essentially a lock to make the playoffs at least. Yeah, and uh, what are your goals for them right now? Just don't look bad in the first round. (laughs) Just try to look competitive with whoever you play against. You, I think you'll probably, as of right now, you get the Storm in the first round. It could be the Lynx. Uh, so if it's the Lynx, don't get embarrassed by Sylvia Fowles. Like, just maybe hide Charlie Collier on the bench so she doesn't have to, like, get a, just have her rookie confidence, like, falter. Um, but, yeah, just please don't look bad in the first round. I mean, if you if you make the playoffs. I mean, if ideally, they just, like, get into the lottery and get another high pick because, of course... Um, but yeah, just don't look bad in the first round if you make it. Solid, solid, <laughs> solid um, goal, a solid, an, an achievable goal, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, okay, my turn. New York. <laughs> They're in eighth right now. They're going through a bit of a tough stretch. We're having fun on this podcast. What's not fun is the six-game losing streak that they're on. Uh, they're going to have to win a lot if not all of their last several games, especially the one against Dallas, if they are gunning for that final playoff spot. For me, I think I've reached the point where I'm not entirely sure that missing the playoffs is the end of the world. I think that this season has been a good learning experience for them. Like, it's most definitely an improvement from last year, which I'll never stop talking about because I got that going for me. But... If they make some good moves in the offseason, like at this point, if they make the playoffs, I think I'm on the same page as you. Just like, please don't look bad. Please look somewhat competitive. Um, but in terms of like offseason moves, if they're able to kind of retain a lot of the pieces that they have now and they're able to build on, I think that there's a lot of talent on this team. Obviously, they have some stuff to figure out. 
Uh, I think health is, is this a significant factor. They've been missing quite a few players, but with more reps together, maybe using some of the offseason moves to work on that interior defense, uh, things could start to look up for them. I, I feel like the only way from here is up. Like, I feel like they could just only get better. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts as an outsider? <laughs> oh, I certainly do. Oh, here we go. thank you. Here we so, go. <laughs> during the six-game losing streak, actually, let's start with last year. Last year, the New York Liberty <laughs> had a league-worst minus 17.2 net rating. That's oh. real bad. Not good, some would say. During this six-game losing streak, their net rating is minus 15.7. <laughs> or sorry, 15.9. I, I gave them too much credit. Um, that's not good. That's real bad. On the season as a whole, the Liberty, by net rating, are the second worst team in the entire league. I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I don't think you've alerted turnovers. me to this. I don't think you've alerted. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. They have by far the worst turnover rate in the league. Um, I want to compare that to a team from last season. Last season, <laughs> the Atlanta Dream, who won seven games, had a net rating of minus 8.1. The, the Liberty this year are minus 8.3. They are worse than a team that won seven games last year. Oh, my God. And they might make the playoffs. <laughs> they might. They might not, but they might. Um, Just to put it yeah. into context for fans of uh, that aren't necessarily the biggest fans of the W, uh, but like watching the NBA, this past season, the Cleveland Cavaliers had the second worst net rating in the NBA at around minus eight as well. So um, the Liberty are not very good this season. They've been improving for sure. And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't want to. I don't want to rag on the Liberty too much. It's just it's astounding. That, like, <laughs> it's just astounding that like they're they could make the playoffs with like the net rating that they have. And I think that's an, like an, a trip. Like, Jesus, I think that shows how good they've been in close games because it's showing you're winning a lot of those close games. And that's huge for a young team that you're able to get through these close games and you're able to win those t tight scenarios. It just means they're getting blown out a ton in some of these losses. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's, again, like you said it, like it's, that's not, the goal this year wasn't to make the playoffs anyway. Like, I'm sure it was like, hey, let's make the playoffs, but it's, the main goal was improve. The main goal was to develop. The main goal was to just get better and put last season's disaster behind them. And I think for the most part, they've done that. Like they've gotten better. They've gotten, they've had a breakout performance from Benajelani. Sabrina Inescu has been playing a full season for the most part. Missed a couple of games, but for the, again, for the most part, played a full season. Integrating Natasha Howard when she was fully healthy. They got these things done, and I think if they make the playoffs, great. If they miss it, season's still a success. Yeah, um, I think I'm with you on that. Especially like with Serena now being able to experience a full season, I think that's been really helpful because this has technically been her rookie season, and I feel like a lot of people forget that. Um, and so there's definitely going to be a lot to take away from it. And, and I feel like they, they know what they need to do. They know what they need to work on. It's just a matter of executing, which is something that they've been struggling with all season. Yeah, whether or not they make the playoffs. I mean, who's next after them? Washington, L.A., they're at 9 and 10 respectively right now. I think Washington's probably, I, if I had to pick, Washington would be the favorite to mm -hmm. take that last spot. 
purely because I just I the way the Liberty not not that they can't turn it around, but it just they don't look great. I right mean, now. they're, they're think... due for a win, right? They can lose <laughs> more games, right? They're due. <laughs> they're due for a game. Um, maybe, hopefully. Hey, for, for if you sanity. want, if you want some, uh, if you want some some positivity, you're not as mm. bad as the Indiana Fever. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't yeah. know if that's. I a mean, positive, we we didn't but... we didn't lose to the Atlanta Dream last night. So. That's true, but you've lost to plenty of other teams. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I okay. would just also like to point out because I don't think I yeah. took this in that the LA Sparks are one in twelve uh, against teams in the West. <laughs> wow. They just. We are learning things. They today. are two. They're two and two. Their their last two. Uh, their last two games. They have two against the East and two against the West. So. I mean, by averages, they're going to go two and two in those games. And hey, maybe that's good enough to get them into the playoffs. That would be quite interesting if the Liberty. <laughs> so they've got also lost five in a row. Sparks. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Liberty know a thing or two about that. Jesus. However, do we have any final overall thoughts on the playoffs? <laughs> uh, I hope the Mystics can get in. I think that'd be a lot of fun to see Elena Deladon in the playoffs. Yeah. Um,. My boyfriend would be very happy with that. She is his favorite player. So uh, I have not been winning at all in this podcast, but we move. And okay. the Liberty haven't been winning in their last six games. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, what a fun time. Okay. Lockdown women's basketball has you covered throughout the week. Uh, so make sure to come back here for daily episodes until Friday. We'll be back next week with more miserable liberty news if you have any thoughts on today's discussions make sure to reach out on social media you can follow us on twitter at locked on wvb myself at krita mm and bradshaw at omg bradshaw let us know your hottest playoff takes if it's pro liberty i'd love to hear it um if not then go ahead. and you're probably that's probably a normal take to have then yeah it's not a hot take of course make sure you subscribe to locked on women's basketball wherever you get your podcast so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they come out and that wraps up this edition of locked on women's basketball now go and check on check out locked on today for all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes have a great day see you tomorrow